Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And when I started accumulating my headlines for today, I initially thought, hey, this will be a, a shorter version because there's not a lot of news. And then it kind of accelerated over time. And here we are today with uh, nine articles. So I'm going to get right into them, not waste a whole lot of time. Some of these, you know, I'm not going to spend a crap load of time reading all the articles for you. Just kind of hit the headlines. So this is from cybernews.com. Just Justinus Vinalicius. I am so sorry. I should really just email him to how to pronounce your last name. Anyway, uh, this is uh, over 170,000 patients affected in Deer Oaks breach. This is a healthcare related uh, data breach. Deer Oaks, a Texas-based mental health care provider, reported a data breach exposing the personal information of thousands of its patients, including social security numbers and diagnox, uh, diagnosis codes. Now, you know, this is not anything new. This is, again, a targeting of um, uh, healthcare and the healthcare industry. And I only note it just to, just to make the point that healthcare providers, health those in the healthcare industry, healthcare critical national infrastructure area, I guess, um, need to or need to understand the intense amount of targeting that's going on. Uh, I mentioned last week there was a uh, a healthcare uh, group in Illinois that had to go out of business because of a ransomware attack that occurred a year ago. Uh, shut down like five or seven different uh, facilities. This is not obviously a huge breach, and it's very local lo- localized to a Texas area. But I, I just make the point that bad guys are coming for you if you're in healthcare. So come up with ways, figure out how to protect your data. If you need help, find folks that will help consult on what does your overall cyber hygiene or cyber health look like. Um, there, are, there are entities that do that. I do that myself. So you can, you can reach out to me if you're, so, if, you're, if you're so willing. I'll do the consultation for free, at least the first hour to kind of talk about what this all looks like. But again, that's a shameless plug. But anyway, just to make the point that this is happening, be aware of it. Um, in healthcare, healthcare has got to be aware. Uh, this is something we've been talking about for a while. This is uh, Confluence and the company that owns it, Atlassian. This is from Bleeping Computer, Sergio Gatlin reporting. Australian software company Atlassian warned admins to immediately patch internet exposed Confluence instances against a critical security flaw that could lead to data loss following successful exploitation. This has been out there for a while. This is CVE 2023-22518, but now it's being utilized. Threat actors can use the flaw to destroy data on affected servers. The bug doesn't impact confidentiality as it can't be exploited to exfiltrate instance data. So I guess that's good. But if it could uh, destroy your stuff, then that is obviously not going to be good. Now, this does say um, currently there are no reports of active exploitation at this time. However, customers must take immediate action to protect their instances. So there's a there's a patch for this. Um, my guess is we will probably come back around to this and say, yeah, now it's being exploited going forward. All right. North Korean hackers at it again. This is from infosecuritymagazine.com. Alessandro Massilino reporting North Korean hackers suspected to be associated with Lazarus group, pretty much the, the most well-known North Korean hacking group have been observed 
targeting blockchain engineers involved in cryptocurrency exchange platforms with a new macOS malware named Candy Corn. The intrusion, tracked as Reference 7001 by Elastic Security Labs, utilized a combination of custom and open source capabilities to gain initial access and poised exploitation on macOS systems. I note this one. There's a little bit more on it. It talks about the files that are downloaded if you want to look at it. But I make this point because a lot of people will say, well, I got a Mac system that's more secure. It's not. It's just less targeted simply because less people use Mac OS. But these guys figured out, hey, and in Lazarus Group, they go after cryptocurrency stuff. Cryptocurrency related crime is kind of their their um, area of expertise. And so going after the blockchain engineers is a genius way to kind of get in the middle of the creation of the blockchains and then be able to exploit them further down the road for stealing of money. So um, this group, Clearly, they're targeting those using Mac systems. Um, and so if you have a Mac OS, you need to update it because there was an update that came out for all Mac stuff last or all Apple stuff last week or earlier this week. I can't remember which. But anyway, there was one that came out. Check your general check settings and update all of your Apple items. Hackernews.com. Iranian cyber espionage group targets financial and government sectors in the Middle East. I note this one simply because even though it's only in the Middle East, probably associated with what's going on in uh, Israel, uh, it's coming to a neighborhood near you. A threat actor affiliated with the with Iran's Ministry of Intelligence and Security, has been observed waging a sophisticated cyber espionage campaign targeting financial, government, military, and telecommunication sectors in the Middle East for at least a year. Israeli cybersecurity firm Checkpoint, which discovered the campaign alongside Signia, is tracking the actor under the name Scarred Manticore, which is said to be closely overlapped with an emergency cluster dubbed Storm 0861. Keeping all these straight is nearly impossible. It's one of four Iranian groups linked to the destructive attacks on the Albanian government last year. Um, the particular countries in question on this particular uh, effort is Saudi Arabia, UAE, Jordan, Kuwait, Oman, Iraq, and Israel. Uh, and so the, the point being, this is what they're targeting now. They will eventually target others in Europe and North America and so on. And there's actually an overview of the framework of how this particular um, infiltration sequence works. And it just, again, highlights the fact that, sure, we have to worry about cyber criminals in Eastern Europe, but nation state actors from from China, Russia, and Iran, are st and then North Korea, are the four big ones that you really have to be concerned with, especially if you're in the financial, government, military, telecommunication sector. For this group, they're coming after you. No, they're coming um, check your systems, understand the vulnerabilities in your network, patch where you can, keep your employees um, informed that these bad guys are coming. A lot of things to do that a lot of companies just are not going to do. And eventually we will probably have a report that this particular group, Scarred Manticore, uh, has hit someone here in the U.S. Uh, this is just uh, some data news from health, helpnetsecurity.com. There is no writer associated with this. Uh, quick read, ransomware attack set to break the records in 2023. This should not be a surprise to anyone. They break the records every year. 2024 will break 2023's records. But from this um, report, ransomware attacks continue at a record pacing break with quarter three 2023 global ransomware attack frequency up 11% over quarter two and 95% year over year, according to Corvos Insurance. And so, you know, uh, CLOP is the group that is fueling the surge. 
Klopp will probably not exist next year. It'll be some other group with Klopp members. The most, the, the single move it vulnerability accounted for 9% of the victims in quarter two, 13% in quarter three. That's because it wasn't really discovered till the end of quarter two and then was full on with three vulnerabilities in quarter three. That's kind of why that went up. Um, but again, it goes to show that you have to update and patch your stuff. Bad guys are going to steal. So here's a quote from my friend Jason Repuls. Uh, it says, it's clear that ransomware attacks are on a record-setting pace for 2023. Based on activity at the end of quarter three and early quarter four, we fully expect these numbers to surpass anything we have witnessed in previous years. And my guess, Jason, you can probably just hold that paragraph, that particular quote, and say it again next year. Just replace the dates. Um, this is also from helpnetsecurity.com. Again, this was just an interesting headline that I thought is good for people to kind of reinforce that bad stuff is continuing to happen. Public exposure of data breaches is becoming inevitable. And I say this a lot in presentations, right? That you're one of two kind of companies. And this is a quoting a former FBI director. Uh, he said, you're either a victim of cyber crime or you're just not a victim of cyber crime yet. So ransomware incidents rising again as criminals use data exfiltration and supply chain attacks to maximize their leverage, according to to alien and uh, aliens um, it says aliens commercial analysis of large cyber losses show the number of cases in which data is exfiltrated is soaring because we talked about we've talked a lot about ransomware right and that you know social and social phishing and stuff like that to, to get into networks um, is accelerating but now we're starting to see data exfiltration data exfiltration becoming a much larger issue uh, and so it does say that cyber breaches that are not detected and contained early can be 1,000 times more expensive than those that are. So if you find it early, you can kind of, you can fix a lot of stuff. The problem is the dwell time for most data breaches now is 200 to 300, or actually 300 days or more, somewhere in that general vicinity. In other words, the bad guy is in your network for 300 days before you realize that they're there and that is a problem. It does say that following two years of high but stable loss activity, 2023 has seen a worrying resurgence in ransomware and extortion claims as the cyber threat landscape continues to evolve. Hackers are increasingly targeting IT and physical supply chains, launching mass cyber attacks and finding new ways to extort money from companies, large and small. So again, the point being, it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter what you have or what you do. Bad guys are coming for you. Know they're coming. You have to cre you have to create an environment in which cybersecurity is important and, th and thought about and discussed all across your corporate infrastructure, from HR to the you know the ground level employees to whoever from the from the from the um, executive suite all the way down to the loading dock. People need to, as my friend Scott Agamemnon likes to say, have a cyber secure mindset when it comes to these things. Otherwise, you're ultimately going to become a victim. In a news story, we will probably talk about periodically over the next month as it as it continues to be a kind of robust story. This is from malwarebytes.com. SolarWinds and its CISO accused of misleading investors before major cyber attack. And I picked this one. There's a bunch of other articles I could have picked. I kind of picked this one just because, again, it goes to show that if you do the wrong thing, bad things will happen to you. The SEC has announced charges against software company SolarWinds and its chief information security officer timothy brown for fraud and internal control failures related to allegedly known cybersecurity risk and vulnerabilities and there's a lot more obviously about the 2020 attack they announced they'd been compromised and, and it was going on for two years all, all sorts of stuff and they lied about it that's the bad thing and i think this is where we're going to see a move 
of how CISOs, how that particular position within companies is looked at. If you are a CISO, this should send chills down your spine because you're always going, CISOs are always going to be the sacrificial lamb when it comes to data breaches because they're in charge of the information security or the cybersecurity, if you will. Um, but what's going to happen is companies are going to find it hard to find CSOs and you're going to find a whole stream of business opportunities for folks that'll say, I'll, I'll be a virtual CISO, but um, I'm, I don't belong to your company. You're, cons- you're I'm consulting out this this particular um, skill set, and the risk is still on you. I'll help you as best you can, but you can't blame it on me when things go bad. But again, if you're a CISO, if you do the right thing the right way for the right reasons, you won't necessarily get sued or go to jail. Bad things can still happen, but at least you're trying to do the right thing and being honest about it. Honesty never fails. All right. We live security.com who killed Mosey finally putting the IOT zombie botnet in his grave. This is kind of a good news story because a botnet was killed. And uh, this says, um, in August, 2023, the notorious Mosey botnet infamous for exploiting vulnerabilities in hundreds of thousands of IOT devices each year experienced a sudden and unanticipated nosedive in activity. First observed in India in August 8th and a week later in China in August 16th, this mysterious disappearance stripped Mosey bots of most of their functionality. Um, this particular group did a quick little investigation and led to the discovery of a skill, skill switch on September 27th. Um, and so who did it? I wonder if they even say, do they even, that's what the article said. This is a long lengthy technical article. If you want, if you like the technical stuff, this will give you some technical things, but it doesn't say who they're just still wondering who killed it. Someone did. And there's a whole time frame for how it worked. So if you're into that kind of thing, take a peek, take a look, tell me what you think. And finally, I thought I had an article here. Um, nope, that was the candy corn one. So I already did that one. All right. Hey, so that's that's the extension of the article. So there's only eight, only eight articles. Thumbs up for that. Uh, and with that, I am, again, a reminder, all the links to these articles are in the show notes. If you want further information, you want to read more about them. As always, you can follow me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Substack. You can go to some other social media like Facebook and Instagram and follow me there. But you're not going to find much other than copies of this particular podcast. Um, you will not find me on TikTok, so don't go look in there. It's just a waste of your time. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to download, listen, subscribe. Please pass the information to other friends you may have to do the same thing. Um, and know that knowledge is protection. If we understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Enjoy your Thursday. I bet Friday tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.